This is the Prima Fetishista. You're listening to the Fetish Dynasty podcast. Hello, perverts. Welcome to the Fetish Dynasty podcast number seven. In this episode, I speak to Eric Paradise, producer of the Montreal Fetish Weekend. As summer starts to wind down, I find myself thinking back to a couple incredible play parties in which we were lucky enough to participate and marvel at this crazy sex life that the prima fetishista and I have created for ourselves. It is exactly what we want to be doing and are so lucky to have met some kinky, sexy play partners who not only enjoy the same but understand how rare such a relationship is. So if you are out there wishing you were sharing your kink with others and celebrating your sexual selves, Stop procrastinating and start looking for people. Attend workshops, go to club nights, flirt on FetLife, and make sure that you and your partner are on the same page before you go and play. Nothing ventured and nothing gained. Coming up next, Eric Paradise. Montreal Fetish Weekend is the premier fetish party in Canada, with seven days of activities and fun in one of the great cities on earth. Montreal is a town that puts an emphasis on enjoying life. There's just something about the vibe that reminds us of how fun it can be. I first spoke with Eric Paradise, the producer of the Fetish Weekend, back in 2005 for my old podcast, Rubber Canada. It was great to reconnect and learn about how the weekend has grown. Hello, you're listening to the Fetish Dynasty podcast. Uh, I am with Eric Paradise from Montreal today. Uh, how are you doing, Eric? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, quite busy these days, mm-hmm. but uh, the spirits are up. God, that, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, um, it's almost like a wedding, it must be. You know, it gets, everything gets closer and closer to the day of, and it's more frantic. And, and uh, then when it happens, it's just, you just enjoy would you say? Uh, when it just happens, I don't, I can't say that I enjoy it because my <laughs> responsibility as a producer of an event is to my, uh, my attendees and the artists and the designers. So I'm really there to make sure that they will enjoy their experience, you know, as attendees or as performers. Mm-hmm. So in a certain way, in order for the logistics to function and for an event like that to be feasible somebody has to make a sacrifice and because the Montreal Fetish Weekend is such a it's a big event for alternative fetish fantasy fashion events Mm -hmm. but on a on a scale I mean uh, it's a relatively uh, niche market it's a very alternative event so Mm -hmm. 
someone like me, a producer, really need to has his uh, hands pretty much uh, all over the place, and it's not uh, where you would fantasize it would be. It's actually yeah. uh, doing uh, labor. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I will. Uh, I was going to ask you about uh, your role later on, um, but first of all, how many how many years now has the Montreal Fetish Weekend been running? Uh, officially, this is our uh, seventh consecutive uh, annual edition, mm -hmm. and uh, we've had two previous uh, editions in the 1990s. So, in effect, it started in 1996, but it went for a little break for a few years. So, right. you could say we've been at it and we've been refining the recipe of uh, fetish fantasy events for mm -hmm. quite a while. Gotcha. So, so I was there in 2005 and 2007. So was the 05 one, was that sort of the first of the new run? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very interesting year, very chaotic. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it really paved the way for uh, future events. And it really, I mean, the audience, the attendees really taught us uh, where to go and what to do with the event. I mean, uh, the event is really built around the user rather mm -hmm. than uh, the producers or the uh, venues. It's really built around the users. Gotcha. So uh, approximately this year, how many people do you expect to attend? Uh, I would say over the course of uh, the event, anywhere between uh, 3,000 3,500. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty large attendance. I mean, that's an international fetish party level of attendees for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, so I know this year it's, there's, I think there are uh, seven days to this one. So, um, maybe give us uh, sort of a brief synopsis of what's going to happen, uh, over the event. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, uh, it was uh, the request of some of our of our uh, international attendees to stretch it to seven days and seven nights because uh, they traveled to Montreal for uh, a holiday, pretty much. And mm -hmm. this weekend was is now recognized by Tourisme Montréal. So oh, wow. it fills up quite a few uh, hotel rooms in a few partner. Uh, hotels and many uh, bed and breakfasts and places like that. So we've decided to go along with a formula that's quite simple, actually, with seven nights. Basically, it opens up on the Tuesday night with a welcome supper. Then on the, on the Wednesday, there's a meet and greet event, mm -hmm. which is uh, it's free. Actually, there is no admission fee and there is no dress code. So it's really kind of a gathering of like-minded souls and right. it's on the same night we're doing a little uh, visit to the uh, museum of fine arts for the uh, expo jean-paul gautier which is going to oh, be wow yeah it's going to be great we're going to take uh, people dressed in fetish clothing and we're going to go and pay tribute to one of the world's yeah. most famous uh, fetish designers so or Absolutely. alternative designers then on the Thursday, we have our Club Sin anniversary party. Right. Club Sin, as many people know in Montreal, is our monthly event. And mm -hmm. it's to be uh, 
yeah, the, a long run. So it's going to be a Dolls and Drags event with Tara uh, mm -hmm. Emery, uh, the Shemel, and there's going to be uh, Rina and her dancers. It's going to be quite an interesting event. It's right. almost like being at home for us. Yeah. Now, is that still at uh, Club Cleo? Yeah, the legendary Cabaret Cleo. Yep. All right, Cabaret Cleo. Yeah. Yeah, it, the little place that fought the city because the club was under a menace of expropriation and we actually uh, managed to win that case uh, against the city. So we're happy to be at home at mm -hmm. uh, Cabaret Cleo's. Friday, we take it up a notch. This is where the fetish weekend started to be a little bit bigger, where during the Labor Day weekend, we can actually take one very large venue, which is the Olympia Theatre in Montreal, a beautifully refurbished 1930s uh, theatre. It's quite a fabulous place and it looks, it's gorgeous. It's yeah. really, really spacious and gorgeous and, you know, people, have, there's lots of seating areas. So we have three themed events and each of the event has a very... Uh, unique feel to it. So the first one is Cabaret Kink. Mm -hmm. It's our fashion gala. This is where all the designers can show their fashions. And this is three uh, blocks of 30 minutes. This is quite like nearly a hundred minutes of fashion shows, of burlesque performance, of tangos, of, of little entertainment here and there. And then we go into a DJ mode. Like a cabaret, this is a seating area with tables for over 450 people. Oh, cool. Yeah. Plus the balcony. So everybody is very comfortable and there's a nice dance floor and a, it's, it's quite be beautiful. Mm -hmm. So this is our uh, main event on Friday. On Saturday, we have the Late Ecstasy Ball, which is the core of the fetish weekend. And this is basically an ultra glamorous fetish fantasy ball where people can show latex, obviously, uh, but also uh, leather uniforms, uh, you know, masks, Victorian outfits, um, PVC lingerie, right. anything that caters to the ideal of, of fantasy fetish costume. So people can really feel like they're the star of the evening. Right. I always say to people, if it takes you longer than 20 minutes to get dressed, then you could come. <laughs> well, you know. that's a, that's a very interesting, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm always overwhelmed. Like when you say, do I enjoy the events? I don't really necessarily enjoy it as much as I perhaps could, but, the sight of the people and the effort that they put and the dedication that they put into their outfits, mm -hmm. it, it, it constantly blows my mind away. So yes. I really find that uh, people are original. I mean, they don't necessarily buy their outfits uh, in a store. They, no. they create their own outfits, you know, and they're, they become, in effect, the designers of yep. their own fantasies and i think what better way to share that that vision and that ambition than to attend the late ecstasy ball because right. this is this is where you are the star of the of the moment so this is quite an exciting uh 
fantasy peak of right. of energy for the Montreal Fetish Weekend on Saturday, September 3rd, the uh, late ecstasy ball. Then we move on to the new baby, uh, the new baby that's five years old. <laughs> yeah. But it's the Night of Masks on Sunday, September 4th. The Night of Masks basically is a Victorian masked ball, but it changes the theme every year. So it was a Rococo ball at one point. It was a Vampire's ball at one point. But it's always about entering the persona, being in the role of your your alter ego and mm -hmm. though it is not uh forcefully advertised on the website because i try to keep things uh, accessible in a certain way everybody knows that at the night of masks there will be play areas interactive uh play areas and people can really indulge into their their fantasies and mm -hmm. and have as much fun as they can uh, legally have in a place right. that has an alcohol license. So I think it's uh, probably the most beautiful event of the weekend because people saw the fashion on Friday. They wore the fashion on Saturday and then they became the alter ego persona mm -hmm. on Sunday. So it, it really is... Uh, like a, a ballet or a, a classical musical piece. There is really a crescendo to it. And uh, the Night of Masks is exceptional. And uh, for people who want to hang out in Montreal, on the Monday night, we have uh, the Farewell Supper, which is uh, an amazing event. We're able to uh, have a restaurant that, that opens just to our group wow. a little over 100 uh, attendees for that one and it's uh, it's set in a beautiful uh, surrounding and it's really amazing when people have lived the experience of all these events at night and then they connect on the uh, monday september 5th for the farewell supper it's it's really i think people are just saying you know it was great to be with you again this year and let's let's you know godspeed uh, mm -hmm. let's let's rejoin again next year so those are the main events right. of the the fetish weekend now if i may go into that direction there's yes. a few activities that over the years have tagged along to the uh, main nighttime events. The most important one, I think, is the Expo Kink. The Expo Kink is the workshops and the uh, vendors. So we have like a mini uh, fetish flea market. It's not a fetish flea market. It's really like, like a convention a, almost. A convention. It's yeah. a mini convention. And it's set at Hotel de Gouverneur, our host hotel for the past uh, five years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very interesting because the Expo Kink is free admission. The, there are little performances and little demos of, you know, Violet Wand or, you know, uh, Restriction, Latex, uh, 
transgenderism, but it's a great place for people to hang out and socialize on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Right. And obviously there, there are a few workshops. So ev every day we have a schedule of four uh, dedicated workshops and these are quite uh, educational. So whatever you do, there is something to do at the hotel and most of it is free. So it really brings the people uh, it brings the people together um, I know there is going to be a crazy activity on Saturday which is the kinky bowling <laughs> <laughs> yeah well only only somebody like uh, tennis and Stefan ah okay now the, say no more <laughs> yeah they're the investigators of the yeah. uh, exhibitionist photo tour and this year they said well let's go kinky bowling and they found this beautiful uh, bowling place where I think all the alleys are lit in a very uh, futuristic or cyber way. And I think this is going to be an exceptional activity on Saturday late afternoon. Yes. Which will be followed at the hotel with uh, Nikki Tristan's uh, Tea Girl Cocktail Party. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, this is... Uh, just a great activity for people to come to the hotel, just connect together. And then the hotel is just I, literally a minute walking distance to the main venue. So people can go and have this little cocktail at the hotel. And then together as a group, they can walk down the street, which is pedestrian. It's closed for the summer. So mm -hmm. we have this beautiful pedestrian street from the hotel to the uh, Olympia Theater and people will depart from the hotel from the Tea Girl cocktail party. And I think that's a great initiative. That's one of the things that I said, uh, the Fetish Weekend is really built around the users and the users, they come and they say, okay, well, I'd like to do this activity. And the producer being me will say, Let's make it happen, and yeah. then we will find the uh, the largest, the, the the easiest way to make this feasible. So obviously, if you organize an activity at the hotel, you have to structure it in a way that if fifty people come, they're comfortable. But you also have to cater in a way that if a hundred and fifty people show up, which is what happened uh, two years ago when we did a, a cocktail before the latex to see ball. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that they have enough space. Right. So we're almost done. <laughs> uh, Sunday, the exhibitionist photo tour with Tanis and Stefan. Right. In its third year of, of being a, a highlight of the fetish weekend, the Indeed. exhibitionist photo tour, it takes people in three or four areas of town, all nearby to the hotel, Sometimes they might use the subway and you can imagine a hundred people dressed in fetish latex going into the subway and then going to a nice place and having uh, their photos and photographers go there. And yeah. it's only this, in Montreal, <laughs> only, only in Montreal. I mean, the event is built around the user and the city. It, it's it's uh, it's a it's a part of the event. Montreal mm -hmm. is really, I'm proud of, yeah. of this city that allows us 
to be as crazy as we want to be and and yeah. people they're happy to see that you know people they they don't like to see uh, riots they want to see people having fun they yeah. want to see people play in the broader sense of the word you know i mean uh, so the playfulness mm -hmm. that was bred into the exhibitionist photo tour by tennis and stefan is very very representative of the of today's uh, alternative fetish fashion trend it's mm -hmm. a celebration of self through fashion friendship and fun and the exhibitionist photo tour is absolutely free it starts at 2 p.m at hotel des gouverneurs and it departs from there but it's absolutely free anybody can join in and this is mm -hmm. you have to be dressed up in fetish clothing obviously yep. but anybody can join in and i think it it's fantastic and to top it all off, for the people who never sleep, the uh, Circus After Hours Club mm. is back as the official uh, after party of the Fetish Weekend. And to walk from the main venue, the Olympia T Theater, to the Circus After Hours is, I'm not kidding, 35 seconds. It's <laughs> right across the street. Wow. So anybody that and and the best thing is the deal we have with a they love us at circus after hours anybody with a ticket stub from the fetish weekend and a fetish outfit will be admitted for free to Perfect. the after hours club and they've got uh world renowned djs so this is like a very there's playstations there this is an amazing thing people who want to keep partying until you know 10 in the morning i yeah. would would imagine uh they can go there and it's right there it's it's 30 seconds from the main venue and it's a minute from the hotel and wow. this everything is really built around the user so in broad strokes i guess this is the uh 2011 uh fetish weekend gotcha. activity schedule yeah excellent what a action-packed week <laughs> So, oh yeah. Now, so if uh, so, people can buy a um, a pass that gets them into everything. Can they not? Like a super yeah. access? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, the super VIP pass right. it gets you into every single activity and more. Like I did not want to advertise um, this or that, but there will be a VIP play area mm -hmm. at uh, the Olympia. There will be uh, VIP goodies bags. You know. Uh, limited number, but there's going to be VIP goodies bags with magazines from uh, Marquis, uh, Von Gutenberg, little uh, giveaway DVDs and things like mm -hmm. that. So there's going to be extra bonuses. And the best thing, it's that the VIP pass, it's yeah. actually cheaper than if you were to buy all the individual events. And it gives you access to two VIP exclusive events, namely the welcome and farewell supper. Right. So I think it's uh, it's quite a bargain for people who, who want to show support to the event. Because mm -hmm. this is how the Montreal Fetish Weekend is usually financed. It's financed through the pre-sales of uh, VIP passes. So right. people who purchase a VIP pass, they are, they are making a pledge to the uh, survival of the event and were it not uh, 
for the VIP passes, I don't think it would be possible to put together an event like that. So it's mm -hmm. very encouraging to see uh, so many people coming in from so far away, purchasing the VIP pass and coming to attend uh, the, the the Montreal Fetish Weekend. It's it's mm -hmm. quite uh, it's it's quite a tribute. It's a vote of confidence. Totally. Well, uh, the, yeah, the last, uh, the two times that I've been there, I've purchased the VIP pass and it's absolutely a no brainer as far as I'm concerned. Cause I mean, if you're there, I mean, you might as well do everything. Yeah, sure. You know? And then <laughs> you can uh, adapt yourself to different, uh, mm -hmm. different events. You know, there are more than one after party and the VIP pass will get you into all the, uh, after parties. So, um, so this is a very good uh, thing, but also. I'm very well aware that this is uh, a year of recession and economic mm -hmm. times are a little bit difficult. So we've also uh, created a weekend trio package, which basically for the price of $90, which is $30 a night, it includes mm -hmm. all the three main, main uh, nighttime events. And as I said earlier, it also includes the after party. So this right. is basically a $200 uh, value, if not a bit more, with the after party where you to purchase everything mm -hmm. and it sells for $90. So this is for somebody who really wants to enjoy the main events. There is no reason at $90 not to indulge yeah. and, and take in the uh, Cabaret Kink, Latex, Latex to See and Night of Masks. Right. Well, plus all the free stuff on top of that. Yeah, sure. The free <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. there. Anybody can can enjoy it. Uh, the other thing that's really worth uh, mentioning, you know, to your uh, listeners, uh, we also worked very hard this year to uh, uh, create partnerships with our host hotel, but also two new hotels so that we could have different price levels for uh, hotel rooms. When it's a recession, when times are tough, people might not care so much about the size of the room yeah. or whatever. They want a, a hotel room that's close to the venue. They want to be able to mm -hmm. walk to the main venue. So we've uh, scored a partnership with the Lord Berry Hotel, which is just one block from the host hotel. And it sells newly refurbished executive rooms, not, not standard rooms, the mm -hmm. executive rooms. And we've got them priced down at $89 a night. And what? this is, yeah, this is right in the heart of downtown Montreal during the Labor Day weekend. You can walk. It takes you two minutes to walk from the Lord Berry to the Olympia. And it takes you one minute to walk from the Lord Berry to the gov Governor's uh, Hotel. So this is a really, really good deal. And I, I checked the rooms myself. I... I had multiple meetings with hotel management and I said, listen, this is what we need. We need to have a hotel room priced under $100 so that people can afford to go there. This mm -hmm. is two double beds, by the way. So you can have four people per room for $89 a night. Wow. And then the bargain basement, which is about six blocks or about 10 minutes walking distance from the the main uh, venue is the travel lodge at $72 a night. These are smaller rooms, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're fa- fairly decent, and I don't think anybody would complain. So if your your pledge is to maximize your party time, I guarantee you, when you're gonna go to the weekend events, you'll be lucky if you sleep four hours a yeah. night. Yeah, because, that's just a bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the after party finishes at let's say ten, and the workshop will start at uh, ten uh, to, uh, noon. And there's also the Kinky Lounge. I didn't mention that, but at the, the hotel, there is a Kinky Lounge, which is the ballroom, you know, and people can go there and anytime, you know, they can go and get together and chat and whatever. This is really like a, a place for us. So we've rented this area and we can have access to it. And I think uh, some crazy people like, uh, you know, are going to do also a pool party at the hotel so oh cool yeah i'm I'm afraid sometimes that too many people will attend the pool party so i'm not really widely distributing the information but uh, there i am whoever is listening to this yeah you know if you dig dig down a little bit you'll find out the details and you can go to the pool and wear your latex and have some fun well i know in uh, fort lauderdale that's one of the highlights of that weekend is the the big pool party on Saturday, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah! So, I mean, I can imagine so. Yeah, not many people wear their latex out in the sun. You know what I mean? Well, you know, so there's cool. there's a compromise, but yes, uh, <laughs> there's a reason for that. It's bloody hot. My, my <laughs> thing is that uh, people they actually look for these opportunities to socialize. I mean, it's oh, not yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, if I said to people. We're going to do a bus ride around town and you can be dressed up in your fetish outfit and we'll show you all the sights of Montreal. I think the the wear, it takes a secondary role. I think people really need to get back together and mm-hmm. this is what uh, this is what what they do. So whether it's a pool party, whether it's a munch, a meet and greet, a fantasy ball, a play party, an after party, uh, a fetish parade like the exhibitionist photo tour, um, you know, or kinky bowling. I mean, all these yeah. activities are, I think, are geared towards taking people away from the computer and bringing them to a reality, and they mm-hmm. make their own reality. And everybody really becomes an active uh, partner of the event. I mean, sometimes. You know, we don't realize it, but uh, these moments that we spend together, when we're going to be in our 60s and our 70s, and, and God, God forbid, perhaps we'll be sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, these memories, these social moments of magic that we've shared, I think are going to be the one uh, creating a positive uh, health flow. Yeah, so I, I think agree more. Yeah, I think it's important to cherish uh, these mm-hmm. moments and to take an active part into it. I mean, this is like being in the Garden of Eden and rather than not taking a bite of the apple, you have you are the, the apple, you know, yeah. so, uh, it's it's important. You know, we're all in the, the fetish Garden of Eden and yeah. I think we should celebrate it. Absolutely. I was just I was just going to say, you know, if, if, if anyone listening has never been to a large uh, party like this, I mean, it really is a celebration where you don't have to feel ashamed or singled out. I mean, you are surrounded by literally thousands of people.
people that are just like you and you're all having a blast and uh, you know there's safety in numbers as well and it's a really worthwhile thing to do mm-hmm. yeah so. it's quite amazing mm-hmm. so now your your role in the event you're the producer now what is that how would you summarize that well when it's an event on the scale of the montreal fetish weekend the producer uh, wears many different hats you mm-hmm. know it it wears the hat of of obviously bringing it together so that means having a vision but also to ensure all the logistics, you know, tying the uh, logistics uh, loose ends. So I'm the producer of the the event. It's my vision at the core, Mm -hmm. but I'm a a team player. That means anybody. I mean, that's anybody. It can be Jean Bardo or The Richard or uh, Bianca Beauchamp or Martin Perrault or anybody that's in the audience like uh, Mira and Orphe, uh, French clients of the event who are now becoming performers mm-hmm. or Tennis and Stéphane, anybody that has a meeting with me or communicates with me and says to me, Eric, I think we should. And I really, really, as a producer, like the word we yeah. because it's all about we as a community, we as organizers. So the first responsibility of the producer, it's the empowerment of the attendee and the performer. Right. And then my job at that point changes from producer to basically, you know, a coordinator of right. the event. Mm-hmm. So I coordinate, I coordinate and I make sure that the vision of the attendees and the performers become a reality. So I'm a coordinator. Then I'm also the promoter of the event, which means that I'm the one who will devise the uh, marketing strategies, the websites, the web mailings and everything. So Mm -hmm. it's it's like a very big event, but it's run by a very small team and basically as a producer, you have to to cater with all the needs that an event like that will require. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would not be possible to bring this event together for a $40 uh, per night uh, price or for a $200 or $150 in pre-sale right. VIP pass. If, if you compare the prices to events in Toronto or events in Europe or in other cities, it's uh, very affordable, you know, Definitely. and the Fetish Weekend, the production of the Fetish Weekend does not own a store. So the Fetish Weekend is not a, a, an attraction for people right. to shop in my store. I don't have a store. I'm mm-hmm. a producer of events. So everything about this event is geared yeah. towards the need of the uh, attendees yeah it has and it yes like you say it has to pay for itself sure with uh, admissions so now what if uh i know you have to go here in a couple minutes no, I've, got, I've got a i've got a, a few extra minutes okay. actually i've d- just dispatched an assistant oh <laughs> representing at a meeting delegate excellent yeah. thank you um so what what have you personally learned over the years about uh event an event like this and, and fetish partiers in general, sort of a general, general feeling about it. Wow. That's a, that's a big question. Yeah. 
What have I learned? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I've learned as a producer. Mm -hmm. I've learned that when somebody, when there is a problem, okay, when there is a problem with anything, you have to tend to it right away. You have to give a priority to fix a problem. If somebody is not happy, you have to do it. But mm -hmm. the responsibility of the producer is to let go of the problem as soon as it it ha it was fixed in the best of one's ability yeah. you have to let go of the problem because the reality is that you have to be focused on everybody else and what i've learned over the years i i it's sad to say but in a certain way i've learned to listen much more to the attendees rather than people who are my friends that I are around me all year round mm -hmm. because the people who are important are the attendees. So as a producer, I've learned it over the last few years to come to the realization that the bus is not my friends. The bus is the attendee. And right. I listen to that. So that's what I think uh, is the truth about an event and the attendees mm -hmm. that over the years it was in the beginning that somebody like let's say you go to see Britney Spears she will you will sit in your seat and you will be entertained for 90 minutes mm -hmm. and and that will be she will give you her entertainment or Lady Gaga in the case of the fetish weekend the entertainers are the attendees they're yeah. they're the driving force of the event so it's very important to be connected to the attendees because mm -hmm. this is the, it, it's an attendee event it's 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 yeah. unlike anything else it's not like if you go to a club and there is a top dj and the dj will entertain you and you will dance no 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 you will take a proactive approach to your participation mm -hmm. in the fetish weekend. So a fetish event is unlike any other uh, event of its kind in the world, in, in my opinion, because every single person at the event is dressed up like Lady Gaga, is dressed up like right. a performer and it it cre I mean, where is the show? Yeah. The show and, is the audience. Yeah, and they're more entertaining, in my opinion, than Lady Gaga. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I don't know. I find that uh, <laughs> the secret of a true entertainer is longevity. Yep. Somebody like uh, Bob Dylan, for instance, you know, can keep an audience uh, mesmerized for fifty years, or the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. These are amazing entertainers. That's the difference. The entertainer who is on stage is, is mis his or her mission will be to entertain for the rest of their lives because they are entertainers. But the yeah. fetish weekend, everybody carries or shares the responsibility of communal entertainment. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this is, uh, as I said, I have never seen this anywhere in mm -hmm. other events or shows or concepts of, of parties yep. and entertainment. And I'm an entertainer myself. I've mm -hmm. had a long career as a, a touring 
touring musician, so I yeah. really know what I'm speaking about. I mean, a fetish event, the stage is actually in the audience. You know, it's right. it's it's completely insane. It's it, everything is right side up and uh, left side down. You know, yeah. so it's very very uh, it, it's very entertaining. That's what I said. I might not be as enjoy i might not enjoy myself as much as i could but oh my god i'm entertained when yeah. i see people i i'm blown away yeah. every year i'm blown away every there is not a single year that i don't look into the audience at every night at a certain point and say wow wow how how can <laughs> this happen montreal a city that's completely on the edge of the world you know statistically speaking we're yep. completely in the northeast of uh, america you know i mean yeah. it's not like it's a it's a tourist tourist no. city, but yeah we've turned it into uh definitely a, an open-minded uh, mm -hmm. adult playground it's quite Absolutely. fantastic so what um just sort of to to conclude um so if you could tell uh, a potential uh, visitor, one thing about coming to the party, what, what would that be? Uh, I really think what's important is to create a network of friends. If you are coming with someone else, great. If you are coming by yourself, great. You will never be left alone. You know, you know I mm -hmm. mean, the fetish weekend, there's always people that will connect with you because the people who've been attending the event for the last seven years, they, they are going to make you feel a part of the family if you come by yourself. I will make you feel part of the family, mm -hmm. you know. But the, the ideal would be use the FetLife Fetish Weekend group. Use the Facebook Fetish Weekend group. Use the FetLife Facebook Rubber Pal uh, yep. event page and forums you know there's all these different ways to network nowadays and and go you know a, a year two years before you come to montreal start to weave these um the these uh network you know a web mm. of of friendship so that when you come to montreal you meet people that you've connected with on the web you make a deeper connection on a human level and mm -hmm. uh, you know hopefully you make uh, lifetime friendships that when you come back to the fetish weekend or to travel to other events that these are lifelong friendships as i said you know what matters most i think in in our society is that we reconnect to our alter egos to our inner child and that we share this with uh, other like-minded souls. And there's fewer and fewer occasions to do that because mm -hmm. all the entertainment that we have, it's uh, pre-packaged and it's a very passive approach. If you go on a vacation to the beach, you're there with your girlfriend or boyfriend. It's not, it, it's not creating an interaction mm -hmm. beyond a couple where the fetish weekend is something that, generates an amazing number of potential interactions and this yeah. is it this is exactly how it was for me when i started to go to dressing for pleasure in new york city in the late right. in uh, 80s 
It was all about that interaction. Back then, there was no internet. We made phone calls. We sent letters. We created... God, imagine that. Yes, yes, imagine that. We had <laughs> pen pals, and we created these connections, and then we'd meet in New York City or New Jersey, and it was... It was amazing to connect on that level. And now we've got all these tools of, of uh, you know, networking. So let's make the best use of it and let's, let's act as a community. Let's make, it, uh, let's make this uh, a long-term uh, reality. It's mm -hmm. important, you know, use the tool, connect with one and another, and then get the hell out of the from behind the computer and yep. come and party with us at the uh, Montreal Fetish Weekend. Here, here. <laughs> well said. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you know, here we are five years later, we're still in touch, having a conversation, you know, when I, I know I can speak firsthand when I went there the first time, how uh, welcome I felt. And the warmth of the city of Montreal is, is something that everyone should experience, definitely. So yeah. Great. Well, we, I there I, is a magic in Montreal. It is about it. Yeah, it's a special city. Well, I really appreciate uh, your time, and I wish you uh, best of luck for this upcoming party. And I can't wait to see the photos on FetLife. So, uh, is it MontrealFetishWeekend.com or is it just FetishWeekend.com? It's FetishWeekend.com. Gotcha. Okay. Well, merci, mon ami. Thank you very much. Au revoir. Okay. Au revoir. Thanks again to Eric for his time, and be sure to check out the Montreal Fetish Weekend website. And if you have never been to this amazing event, start planning today. If you live on the North American continent and want to live your fetish dreams, this one's a no-brainer. Take care, you bunch of perverts.